Yeah. What's up, party animals? Let's forget about all the bad decisions you made this past weekend and join the gang as we go beyond the party. You're now listening to the Beyond the Party podcast. Guys, welcome back. It's been like two weeks since we've yeah, talked, two right? Weeks. Okay, a little little end of summer like hiatus. Now yeah. we're back for the fall. Very exciting. Okay, awesome. So we have lots to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know we have you know our weekend recap, everything, but I want to hear about your birthday, Nick, at Pace and Blossom because it looked like an extremely fun time. And I'm so sad I couldn't be there. So much fun. So I was in Wildwood like the whole week with my family. So then I drove back Wednesday for Pace, mm-hmm. which Wednesday like was actually my birthday. So it was cool that it fell on my actual birthday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me and DJ Nine, we like went back to back at Pace. Awesome. Like a ton of industry people came out, a bunch of Philly DJs. So it was just really fun. I was really happy that like the showing we had. And mm-hmm. shout out to even my, he like hooked it up for me. Um, he you know had the girls come out with the sign. Oh, and, fun! Um, That's awesome. Happy birthday, me. Yeah. All that stuff. But yeah, it was a really really fun night. I drank, you know. <laughs> First time in a while. So got Broke a your sobriety drunk. for the yeah, night. I did. People Good. were feeding me shots. Did you throw up? I didn't throw up. Did you black out? I didn't throw up. It's a little blurry. I don't know if you saw um, Martin. He did like a uh, weekend recap. And it was like me like dancing. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I saw that. It was so, it looked like fun though. It was so fun. That was awesome. And then at one point, David came over and he was like, yo, hop up on the the DJ stand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dreams and Nightmares on that I hopped up that was like rapping. Oh my gosh. It's very self Oh my god. It was yeah. iconic. It was so it was fun. iconic. It was iconic. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. That. What's, what's Pace like? I've never been there. Um, it's a What's the vibe? Like college vibe nightclub. Okay. Where is it? Uh, It's in University City. It's okay. Like, it's like in between Drexel and Penn's campus. I think. Okay, cool. So yeah, like a lot of the seniors just go there on the weekends, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's really fun. I like it a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always always good for, for the college. Oh my gosh, <laughs> college vibe! I'm, oh I'm an old man now. Twenty three. Hey, watch it, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, how was your weeks, guys? Uh, it's been forever. It's, when was the last time we were actually here? Like three weeks ago. I mean, I've moved into a new house since then. Oh, so yeah. like that—that's yeah. a big thing for yeah. me. Um, not like, I mean, just regular work. I've been like at Yvonne a lot on like Friday, Saturdays. We've been so packed. We had a back to school like party last weekend mm-hmm. and it was crazy because everyone started to come back to yeah. know, the colleges in the area, yeah. um, which was awesome. I mean, like it was like really, really fun. Yona was playing and I just like, uh, love cool. all the DJs, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was so fun. We have our Saturday, which is like their, their Surfside Saturday. We have that like insane, like $5 shot in a Surfside deal, which is like, Awesome. Gets people like you know effed up like yeah, the moment yeah. they get there. Um, and then tonight's the last sips, so like I it yeah. flew by. Oh, I went to sips in the past. Oh yes, how was your sips? I want to hear about it. I actually <laughs> had a lot of fun. Um, I don't really know. I know the night started out. We went to. I know we went to Barstool. We went to like this. Tradesman. Yeah, we went to Tradesman. Oh, wow. We went to. There was like a little balcony place. Balcony um, bar. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I don't know. We really just kind of went just all over. Yeah, That's awesome. That's a good set. It's like you should yeah. hop around to all of the places. It was fun. Because, yeah, I never really come out to Philly too much. So when I yeah. did, like when I was out here, it was cool to just like kind of experience that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit all the spots. Yeah. For sure. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Me and Sam are definitely coming tonight to see Weiss. Yeah, yeah last tips with uh, DJ Jason Weiss at, um, I mean, I guess by the time this airs, it'll be over. So yeah. sad. But yeah, it's cool that the city is starting to get. Like even on 
Fridays now. Fridays. Yeah. Because everybody's back from school and coming yeah. back on the shore. Oh, Might slow so down for you. Yeah, but it's about yeah. to be real slow. It's exciting in the city. But hopefully, like when PVC starts. Yeah, that's definitely. gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, Zach's going to talk about that later. He's, I know. He's our, he's our yeah. guest today. That's exciting announcement, for sure. A lot of announcements, sure. yeah. A lot of talent. Yeah. A lot of things to talk about. Yeah. yeah and with fall coming up, like, I don't know, I'm a fall person. I'm not, like, super summer person. I like fall. I like fall, too. I guess I like, I kind of like whatever is in season, honestly. Like, yeah. You're, but now you're that like, summer's, like, the at moment. the end, I'm, like, over it. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, I, I like that we have the different seasons here on the East Coast. Yeah, like, me too. Because yes, I, I too. embrace all, yeah, every yeah. single aspect. But then towards yeah. the end, I'm always over it. Like yeah, you're winter, ready for it to be cold. I'm yeah. over it. Right. Oh, I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot girls ending, feral fall is starting. Uh, we have football season coming up. Yeah. It's better oh time. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Are you DJing for any, like, football games? Like, do you have, like, residency anywhere? I don't know just... yet, but when we were in the playoffs last year, I did Ubon. I did yeah. uh, Pace. Um, it was one other place. I just one other place, but it was. I forget what it was called. It was in University City, though. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Cool. But yeah, it's always it's, I love doing football games. It's so much. That's fun. like your yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 right. yeah it's awesome. I, I mean, it's different also because you don't have to play for the whole time, and then like something exciting happens, and exactly. you're like right on the ball. You know, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I like going to places that have a DJ rather than going to somewhere that's just like playing like yeah, the background yeah. of the audio the whole time. Yeah, I was when I did, I did Super Bowl at Pace and Blossom. Yeah, and it was fucking awesome. It was like sold out and. I was on the mic. Like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I was trying to make it like a mini Xfinity. Uh-huh. Game, oh, so yeah. Yeah, that, that that's was fun. really cool. And I feel like this year, too, there's a lot of fun tailgates and yeah. post-game parties going yeah. on, like more so than last year. So it's yeah. really cool that nightlife is getting more involved. Yeah. In the birds. Yeah, I feel like everyone who was doing like preliminary stuff, like, or just like the same kind of thing for the past couple of years here. Yeah, like, it's like, definitely. okay, we got this partner and this mm-hmm. sponsor, and we're like doing this. And then, like, I think it's going to be really yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have so many options. This Gives season. you something else to do on like a Sunday, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. aside from football, you know, the fall is perfect to watch some Harry Potter. So, going to be doing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> What's your favorite? <laughs> What's your favorite Harry Potter? <laughs> Yeah, like where the fuck did that come it's from? A vibe. I personally it's a think vibe. Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. I don't really well, think I like Harry Potter. There's Christmas, and which one's that? Second? Yeah, I think that's why. Or like there was always like the um, like the not the Lifetime, but like whatever it was like ABC or something. They would always have the Harry Potter marathons, like that's true. in like November, December. Yeah, so so it's like a transitional movie. Fall, winter. <laughs> I think. Where you want it I mean, be. but yeah, they also have that scene where it's like all the leaves. And I stuff. guess I watch uh-huh. it. Like, yeah, that's why. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. So it's like it. you think of the one or the other. It's either fall or Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> but summer's the best because I was born in the summer. That's true. That's true. When's your birthday? April. Oh, okay, got it. So like spring. 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 When were you born? February. So what's when? spring? I would say it's well. Actually, I'm like the last day of February, so it's like kind of spring. Mm-hmm. It's very transitional. I don't know. It's like, whatever, but it, it has snowed on, on my birthday every single year. Really? Yeah, I don't <laughs> don't know what it is. It's like that beginning of March, like snowstorm that always happens. It's like mm-hmm. always like right on my birthday. So. We've been getting no snow. Like last winter, we got like barely mm-hmm. any snow. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we global have global warming, climate, climate change. No. Bad. Probably gonna so, just keep going. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the worst thing about winter. Like, why the fuck have a winter if it doesn't snow? I know. What's the point? Yeah. The best weather yes. is probably like September, I think. Yeah, that transitional weather. Yeah. Even kind of sweater in the morning. Has yeah, been warm. Like, like last chilly. year, it was mm-hmm. warm in October. Yeah. I love wearing a hoodie and shorts or sweatpants in the winter. Yeah. Pumpkin patch vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, what did you guys do over the weekend? Um, Friday, I went to 
Morgan's Pier was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. You oh. went with Mia. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Was it fun? Yeah, that was really fun. I was with her on uh, Thursday. Okay, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. You guys were all over Instagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know how we do. That was fun. <laughs> DJ was pretty good. Got pretty drunk. Fun. Um, I like I it there. Morgan's I haven't been in so long. I think I've only gone once ever in my life. But I'm, it was fun. Really fun Every there. single Saturday, Friday last Sometimes weekend. Sometimes it's a little, I mean, like, last summer. too much, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, the crowd. Like, yeah. Well, mind, when I went, it was like the last basketball game with like the Sixers, this. Sixers. Yeah, it was like all that, and yeah, people were going crazy. fucking crazy. And yeah. I was just there after Damon Buster's. Like I was just hanging. Yeah. Oh my God, like I was there for that. that. Yeah, it was fun though. It was a good vibe. Yeah, Damon Buster's. All, now they have Winston on the water, which is like right behind mm. Damon Buster's. How's that? Pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, DJ, there before. Too. Last year I did, yeah. Mm. So what did you do Saturday? I DJed at Fado, uh, which is oh, like a bar in Center Street. Soccer bar. Uh, Every oh, time yeah. you say that, I think about the British people, the soccer team, oh, coming in God. and asking you to play all these songs you didn't like. Yeah, like, that, that was hilarious. When the Premier League was here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I were you on that episode? That might have been an episode you missed. Um, when the Premier League was here, they played in uh, the Eagle Stadium. And afterwards, I guess all these British people came to watch the so- you know, soccer because mm-hmm. it's their favorite soccer teams. Yeah. Do you guys watch the challenge? No, I've heard no. a lot about that lately. Uh, there was like a U- there was like a girl on there from the UK. She was like a rapper. Oh really? Yeah, no. I forget her name. What is what's that like? Game I show? don't know if she was even really good, but it's what? a game show. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like um, there's like two different teams. It's like I don't even know. Yeah, kind of. But there's like tasks that you have to do. I guess it's kind of all like that. It's like all Mm -hmm. the same. It's cool. I never. There's like 101 seasons of it, and I just kind of started. Oh wow! A year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool though. uh, Big Brother. That's our big thing. I feel like it's kind of like that. I never really seen Big Brother. They're all kind of like the same. Yeah. 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 All similar with their own twist. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but it's definitely cool. I like the challenge. It's pretty good. That's awesome. I'll, I'll be on. I'll be on Big Brother one day. Right, you always yeah. say that. Manifest it for you. Speaking into existence. Yeah, I, yeah. You were I keep before. saying it. You yeah, know? I've been saying it since I was like twelve. So there you go. So, so why don't you try to do it? I did. I applied this year. They didn't answer. Um, I think I did it too late. Yeah, you had to like, make a video, <laughs> yeah, and you have to like. <laughs> 30 can we seconds, see the video? Like, all this Not right video. now, but like, can we see the video? I gotta. What do you have to do? <laughs> you just have to like, you have to like convince, talk about yourself, and like convince them like why you'd be good for the show. What'd you say? What were your points? Um, I said that. What did I say? I, well, I said I said that I'm like a super fan of the show. So I've like been studying the show since I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. and I know that I I can and will win the game if they put me on. I've played sports my whole life, so any all the physical challenges I can do. Um. I also, you know, like went to college, graduated, so I think even the mental challenges I could like help out. That would that would help me out a little right. more on. Also, I feel like I'm a very social person. I mentioned how I'm a DJ and I'm always talking to people. Networking is my whole job, and having like a social game on a show like that's huge. You want everybody to like you, so they don't mm-hmm. throw you off. Uh, hmm, I haven't seen yeah. a single reason why they didn't call you back. Honestly, yeah, I know. I think I did it too late, and then uh, I think I said, and I mentioned like they always like having like showmances on the show so i was like and i'm single so <laughs> showmance isn't out of my throw uh, that one in there show. yeah um i probably said a few other things too, but that's great yeah that was basically it. yeah yeah good think, point i think good i'm points. a great candidate yeah i might just have to yeah i have to clip well, this tag them. yeah <laughs> tag them. Comment, brother big brother in the comments <laughs>
What'd you do this show. weekend? I well, I moved into my house, so right. that was like a, a huge endeavor. I, I went from a one bedroom apartment to a four floor house, and I'm so serious. I have no idea how I fit everything into my one bedroom apartment because it's almost too much stuff for my four floor house, really? which is really? a triple the size of my. One is bedroom it just apartment. you in there? Um, it's me and my boyfriend and my dog. Oh, sure. So yeah, we have, I mean, we have the basement and then like the main floor, which we made like a sitting room in our kitchen. And then the second floor is our bedroom and a bathroom. And then the third floor, we made our living room and a bathroom. So if you follow the Grace on TikTok, you, follow you will see journey. it. It's all over yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I was, I was going to say this, but I posted TikTok yesterday and I've been getting ripped to <laughs> shreds all night and all day today because I said that I was doing, I went to two thrift stores over the weekend. I was like really excited to share it because my whole page is about being like, getting things for discounts or getting things for free or like refurbishing your house and stuff like DIY. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like let me share my favorite thrift stores. This will be so great. People will love this. Right? No. So (laughs) I posted it. And of course I say these places are in Northeast Philly when I really meant they were in North Philly East. Which to me, I mean, I, like my dad's from North Philly. My grandparents are from there. Like they grew up there. Like all this stuff. Like people are like, you're not from here. Like we, like, we get it. Like all this stuff. Someone like, this morning was like, wow, you're stupid and you're ugly. I was like, God damn. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I even commented, I was like, before you come from my throat, like, sorry, like this one's specifically in East Kensington, this one's specifically in like North Square, which I had never heard about before. But like, to me, I was driving Northeast from where yeah, I was. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going Northeast. So like, apparently it's North Philadelphia East, not Northeast. So I have learned my lesson and I will never, ever damn. speak of northeast again on yeah. my tiktok for fear of getting like absolutely ripped to shreds so like it doesn't Jeez. matter that much like, that's what i was thinking but apparently i got accused of erasing neighborhoods of gentrification i'm like i am one woman Yuppie. like <laughs> i am not doing any of that like yeah. i don't even know the stories i'm so. out like it was crazy yeah i mean i don't know too much about that stuff so. i'm from south philly so we just I'm not even from Philly at all, <laughs> so I have no I know. fucking clue. But no, but they, people are get very up in arms about the specific neighborhoods in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, I mean, I should, which yeah. I which I get totally. But I I commented almost like immediately when the first person said this is Northeast, I was like, oh, sorry, I actually meant North Philly East because like when you look it up on the map, it literally says yeah. North Philadelphia East, like mm-hmm. right where Temple is, like right where I was. That was not enough. At the people end of the day, too, care. you weren't even like really talking about the neighborhoods. You're emotionally talking. I wasn't. Talking about, you're I said, talking let's about the go thrifting and like let's go thrifting up northeast of Philly. Yeah. And like suddenly, yeah. I'm like up in like East Kensington, all these other places. But the stores were the main like thing. Right. Uh-huh. I saw the one comment. <laughs> they said it, and then you're like, "This has been already been addressed." Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I literally like at the, by the end of it, I like I filtered a lot of the comments because like not, they were just like mean. Like okay, like yeah, you can no tell need, me I'm no wrong. People just be yeah, trolling. But like no, like people were like like came from like I said came from my looks like came from my life like we're saying like all this different stuff and i was like was that like necessary like yeah. i said i misspoke like a half Lots. a sentence uh-huh. and you're like coming from my every existence so, like social did you watch the rest crazy. yeah like, like <laughs> are how, you gonna you, like, are you gonna call here? at the end like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no it was crazy so i mean i've been very fortunate up to this point not to have like any trolls i've never had like uh my audience is like wonderful and That's i good, love yeah. the community i've built and like everyone is so nice and like i get like repeat commenters and like i've made a lot of friends on like on tiktok which awesome, is so funny yeah. but mm-hmm. This is the first time I've actually had like I've woken up like stressed. Yeah. I'm like I'm stressed. Okay. Like I don't know. I'm like I'm putting my phone away for like a little bit. Like yeah. you can't look at it. The Damn. life of celebrity. Gosh. Oh god, no, up. not a celebrity. Just like unfortunately, <laughs> my TikTok landed in the wrong audience hands. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's move on to our top five. Yeah. Uh, you start. This week we're doing best late night food spots. Yes. Let me pull my list. So my number one is the go get a cheesesteak. Mm, very okay. very Philly of me, I guess. Very. Uh, so I either go to Argon or Phillips, which they're both open um, throughout the night. So it just makes it easier. And okay. they're pretty good. Get cheesesteak with fried ravioli. 
Delicious. I love a fried ravioli. Um, been trying to stay away from it, though. You know. Right. Trying to lose weight. But. Working on my summer vibes See what next happens. year. Then the second one, <laughs> second one, uh, McDonald's. Absolutely love McDonald's. <laughs> With like a few friends, we get the bundle box. So oh yeah, fuck it up. Yeah, they pack that thing up with Real. sandwiches and the fries, and nuggets. Mm. Oh, it's delicious. If Taco Bell was open late, I would definitely Ooh. be at the Taco Bell. Yeah, when I was in, I know I don't, that's not on my list, but when yeah. we were in Fort Lauderdale, every single night after the club, we got Taco Bell. <laughs> See, it's not night. open late out here. Like yeah. the one down by me is only open till I think twelve. I've never oh, had well. Taco Bell. Yeah, really? really? Never in my life. I don't know. My mom didn't like it, so we just never yeah. grew up going there. I, I've been trying to like stay away from fast food and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes McDonald's, you know, just just yeah, hits different. Yeah. Uh, third one's Wawa, uh, especially when I was in college. I love Wawa. Just oh yeah, getting like a buffalo chicken sandwich, buffalo chicken quesadilla, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, and it's just convenient because you go in, you order your thing, and then you could also grab a bag of chips or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then my fourth one. This isn't a thing anymore, but me and my friends. Like after drinking or whatever, like back in high school, drinking water, um, <laughs> we would go to Penrose Diner, which was open twenty four hours. Uh, it was just it was just fun too, like just going to the diner and sitting around a table with your friends and just, you know, bullshit and yeah, and whatever. Uh, so that was always cool, but sadly they're not open twenty four hours anymore after the pandemic. Mm. I don't know if any diners in Philly are. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they are. Yeah. I think you're right. There's no diners down by me. Yeah. That was that was always really cool. And then uh, for the last one, I put my kitchen because oh. sometimes it's just nice going home and making a bowl of cereal, right. up something yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, or some leftovers. Yeah, you know, little microwavable mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, well, that's one time I woke up and I had made like a full burrata board for myself. I was <laughs> oh, like, God. like you're saying, it was like girl dinner at like 3 a.m. Yeah. I was like, because like, I like woke up and I saw like all this like it was literally like a it was a cheese board and uh-huh. it had like some arugula on there. Some, like, and I was like, I was eating good. Like, I was like, I wish I'd remembered that. Like, I was like, I could have saved that for the morning. Like, right. Nope. Ate the whole burrata like night before. Going off of um, like your Penrose diner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, do you guys ever like like get sad when you watch like old school movies and like everybody goes to the diner after the football yeah. game and like everybody yeah. has oh, so much fun? I'm like, milkshake. yeah, right. like the, the burger joint. Yeah, yeah. like oh, I always think thing. about Greece, like how uh-huh. everybody yeah. goes back to the I mean, diner. Yep, like yep, Saved by the Bell, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You're making me sad. Good times. Nostalgic road life we didn't live. Right. Yeah. Like so fucked up. <laughs> um. Okay. I guess I'll do mine. Um. So obviously. McDonald's is number one. Mm-hmm. Wawa is number two because they're always twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, obviously I work at Harris. The only place open late night is Taza on the weekends, mm-hmm. so that's where we always go. What kind of food is that? It's just like like a deli. Okay. So oh, like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. salad subs, and then if it's late enough, you get breakfast. Oh yeah. Um, Early enough. Oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? And then, honestly, probably just, like, Chelsea Pub, because they're open pretty much 24 hours, and they have food until late. Oh, cool. But it's, like, quesadillas, wings, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, bar food. Yeah. And then Irish Pub, too. They are 24 hours, and they have food the whole entire time. It's called Irish Pub. Irish Pub. Irish, uh, pub, Irish pub, pub as well. <laughs> also. <That's fine. laughs> 
So those are my five. What about you, Grace? Okay, mine's like extremely Philly-centric, obviously, because I spend all my time in the neighborhood. But um, (laughs) so the first one's gay pizza. It's right outside of Woody's. I fucking love gay pizza. The mac and cheese pizza, which I have not seen anywhere else do just as good Uh as gay pizza. Incredible long line, but they really, they have a security guy out there. They just like get you in and out, get my mac and cheese pizza, go home, devour, go to bed. Mm -hmm. Done. The next one, surprisingly, is Domino's. But if you think I'm going to say pizza, oh, you're wrong. Yeah. It's the chicken Alfredo pasta. What? I know. Oh, I know. I, I like feel like this calling to tell everybody I know <laughs> about it because it's actually the most delicious thing you'll ever have in your life. Is it? It is. Is the chicken good? Surprised. Quality? It is. Really? And I don't even really eat meat. And I'm like, I like get scared of chicken. I won't make my own chicken. But uh-huh. I will eat this chicken gladly, hmm. especially at the end of the night. A little Alfredo pasta, and then you know, but other pizza is really good too. The pan pizza, specifically with the garlic sauce, mm-hmm. easy, perfect. My grandma was rolling over. Anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> <this>. okay. <laughs> the next one is the halal truck, specifically outside of McGillan's. It's, I think it's called the halal guys. They only show up like when there's Friday, Saturday night, sometimes Wednesday night. Amazing. There's always a line there. They get things done so quickly, but mm. they're, you know, their food is delicious. So I would highly recommend going there after a night out there. The next one's Wendy's. I love myself a good 10-piece chicken nugget Ooh, with the Frosty. Yeah. You dip it in the Frosty. That I think you have to do. That's an unwritten rule. You have to do it. Exactly. Next one, Wawa, but specifically a grilled cheese panini with um, smart food popcorn and a Wawa lemonade. Like, that's the order, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I got to try with. the panini. It's Interesting. The, gr- the grilled cheese is, like, almost, like, a secret menu item. Like, oh, they, really? like people know I have it, but they have this, like, garlic aioli on it. Like, it's almost, mm. like, the best grilled cheese I've ever had in my life, and it's from Wawa. Yeah. I love a grilled cheese. And I then, haven't had a grilled yeah. cheese in that long. And then honorable mention is in New Jersey, in Margate, Uncle Gino's Pizza, oh, but cool. they're a chicken cheese steak. Mm. Incredible. It's literally, like, you can get one half or, like, a full one, and the full one is, like, literally enough for, like, two and a half people, so... <laughs> You ever have um, Lorenzo's on South Street? I have, actually. It's been a long time, but yes, Big Slice is amazing. In college, we used to have a place right around the corner from us that was called Jumbo Slice. And it uh, was almost like, it was like a pan pizza, but it was like an entire pizza was a slice. Yeah. And like, yeah. I have videos of myself, like holding up the box, just funneling it into my mouth. <laughs> it was so That's big. funny. Yeah. But yeah, I miss a good Jumbo Slice. Mm. I wish it wasn't so far down. I wish they went up towards me, but last. Now I'm getting hungry. And yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, there's a Taco Bell if you want to try it. <sighs> Not on gig day. Maybe next time. <laughs> Not on gig day. <laughs> <laughs> you probably will be in the bathroom after that. Mm, yeah, no, I gotta go work for seven hours, so I'd rather not want to kill myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we're having Zach Seidman on today. Yeah. Uh, he has so much experience in So much nightlife. to talk about. So much to talk yeah. about. Uh, but yeah, so stay tuned for that, guys. It's coming up right now. <laughs> Pretty big guest on, I would say. Uh, we have Zach Seidman on. <laughs> Welcome, Zach. <laughs> Shaking his head though. <laughs> How you doing, Zach? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good. Cool. My weekend was really good. How about you? It was good. Staying busy. Yeah. I was all Friday, so I went out with friends, and then um, I DJed at Fidel, which is cool. Center City. Fidel, like the soccer place? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they take all the tables out. Kind of like a brew vibe. Okay. Like, yeah, take all the tables out. I'm sure everybody watching knows who you are, Zach, since you've been all over the nightlife scene in Philly and Jersey and Florida and I don't even know where else. So you could tell us a little more. Yeah. I started out uh, in the, I guess, the scene. Um, a lot, the early 2000s, I was a pharmacy guy and <laughs> an MC. And um, <laughs> somehow that turned into. 
Uh, one of my buddies threw a party at the old real world house in uh, Philadelphia on 3rd and Arch. That's mm -hmm. how old I am. Uh, and um, I guess his DJ canceled um, the night before New Year's. Uh, he came up to me. We were neighbors. And uh, he was like, yeah, you want a DJ? And I was like, sure, no problem. He's like, I'll throw you a couple hundred bucks. Uh, and you can drink for free and, you know, party. And I was like, cool. So I DJed. Uh, great party. Came up to me at the end of the party and was like, yo, did you know you like, there were like a hundred people that said your name at the door? And I was like, cool. <laughs> and he was like, did you know you can make money off of that? And I was like, nah, cool. <laughs> and he's like, listen, I, uh, I promoted uh, multiple different clubs in Philadelphia. He's like, I'll give you $5 per head uh, for everyone that walks to the door. I'll give you free alcohol, um, girls. And uh, yeah. What so, beats that? Yeah. <laughs> not, you know, nothing beat that. You know, free, free, free. Uh, and getting paid to drink was awesome. So uh, that's how I got into the industry. Uh, I was a promoter in Philadelphia uh, at multiple different venues uh, before there were cell phones where... You know, you're on the street with flyers yeah, and right. trying school. to wrangle people off the streets. Um, and the way Philadelphia was and still is, is you do you do nine months in Philadelphia um, and then you do three months at the shore. Um, once you get your shoe tag taken off and called the beach, <laughs> um, I learned that very quickly. Uh, and um, I was a promoter for uh, all the big clubs. Uh, which were Murmur, Mix, and The Pool. I had the opportunity after a couple years of doing that, I quit my day job. And I started doing the promotional thing uh, full-time. And that's when uh, the Chelsea had opened up. And me and my partner were not seeing eye-to-eye -eye with the way that we wanted to go. Um, my client base was heavily... Um, affluent and Jewish out of Margate and they just didn't want to go to the pool anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, they frequented Murmur and Mix and uh, Chelsea had opened up and Dusk was opening up and I went my own way and everything that I learned from my partner I did on my own uh, and I was living the life. Uh, I probably should have done that a little bit longer because of how much money I was making. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had learned from a good mentor and my partner was very good with the finances and stuff like that. So listen, I was getting paid anywhere between 500 and 750 flat rate to show up to these places, sit at a table, drink alcohol wow. and host tables. Mm -hmm. so, like I was getting a DJ rate yeah, to, to yeah. be a host. Literally. And, um, my dumb ass, one management, I'll never do that. <laughs> uh, and I was negotiating between the Chelsea and I was negotiating between, uh, sorry, I was negotiating between the Chelsea, Borgata, and Dusk. And for me, it was always about, I guess, music was like the only like personal thing that I liked other than the alcohol and the girls. <laughs> um, it was like, it was always about the music yeah, for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So the draw was DJ Am. Um, it wasn't about money. Uh, it, was, it was just, you know, that was the cool spot and DJ Am was there. Uh, so I chose Dusk over uh, the Chelsea and the Borgata, and I left Philadelphia, and I moved down to uh, Margate full-time. I stayed at Dusk for uh, um, two years, um, wanted more because I was used to that promoter money, 
And then I went into management and was like, what the fuck just happened? I was yeah. like, wait a second. Like, I just screwed myself. Ended up back in Philly for a little bit and realized very, very quickly that the corporate structure, the casinos, is something that I needed in my life to stay alive. Philadelphia, there were no rules. It was the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. There was no structure. There was no corporateness. There was, you know, you go to work, drink your ass off. Uh, and you're on your own. You know? just, so yeah. like I was waking up every Sunday, like what the fuck did I do last night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work. Right. That's the I try and fight. Yeah. Which girl did I get slapped by? <laughs> like you know. Um, yeah. So I went back down to Atlantic City in 2013 for HQ and Hakkasan. Um, uh, stayed there until the end uh, of Revel. Uh, was one of I think it was five employees with Hakkasan Group that were able to um, stay on salary while the casino was closed. Hakkasan tried to get uh, HQ back open while the casino was going through whatever the casino was going through. Mm -hmm. So this ended up, you know, I was on salary and living the life. Like I was getting paid to do nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was promoting my stuff on the side. But then that all ended in 2016 um, when they took the paycheck away. Um didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I had an opportunity to go to Vegas, um, but this is where I was like drinking heavy and drugging heavy. Uh, and I thought that if I went out to Vegas that I would die yeah. and I would never make it back. Um, I'm a mama's boy. My mom <laughs> refused to let me go out there. Uh, so I took my shot in Philadelphia again, opened up Noto, um, which was the closest mega club um, to Atlantic City that I could find. It was a it was a mom and pop shop, but it was still a ten million dollar mom and pop shop that uh, is still open. Uh, the problem there is when you deal with mom and pop shops, you deal with the ownership and directly, right? And ownership directly when it's not corporate, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, that didn't go well for me at all. It didn't go well for my partners and the people that I brought from Atlantic City there. So um, throughout that whole entire process, I had been negotiating. And talking with Hard Rock because of uh, Dare opening up. And I was also talking to Manny Ferreros at uh, HQ uh, and the people there and trying to figure out my next move. And I decided to go uh, and create the Dare brand, um, which was pretty cool. Um, uh, I had negotiated with my boss, who was a former Hakkasan employee. I was like, yo, I don't really want to be in Atlantic City, but... You got this big guitar building that's opening up in Florida. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a dope, dope property. I was like, if you can get me there, I'll do everything I'm good at in, in Atlantic City. I just don't want to be here more than a year uh, or two. Mm -hmm. And it, it happened that I ended up there a year and a half, and I went down to Florida. Um, and Florida was absolutely awesome. I was there for nine months, and then the pandemic hit. Uh, yeah. uh, I took a one-way flight back. Uh, me and my wife flew down, emptied out my condo, drove our car back, and that was the end of that. Um, sat in the house like everybody else for two mm -hmm. years. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and then tried to figure out my next move. Um, and again, was negotiating with Florida and all the casinos in Atlantic City. I tried to get there back open. Uh, Hard Rock wasn't having it. Um, and uh, HQ came back along, and it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, stayed there for as, as, as long as I could. Um, I, I wish that it was one of those places that I could have stayed forever if I could have maintained what I want in my personal life and my, for my family and right. everything like mm -hmm. that. Um, and you know, uh, Big Frank came out of nowhere <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, he and I had talked about Fame Hospitality and, and PDC uh, for a long time. Frank's one of the best dudes in the business and uh, kind of lured me back into, uh, you know, Atlantic City and the pool. So, um, yeah, and that's, that's my story. That's where I'm at now. Um, I'm sorry if it was long-winded. <laughs> no, yeah. No. Do you wish you would have went to Vegas just for the experience? The funny thing is, is that didn't choose Vegas, right? And because I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Again, my dumb ass was like, "Cool, let's go to Florida." <laughs> right. I'm rapping up like Miami, <laughs> like same <laughs> shit. Yeah. Flew down to Florida and was like, "This is the worst place ever for me." Like, <laughs> like why did I choose like, that? Like, I, I can't drink. Like, if I drink, my pancreas is going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. Like, and and uh, and I'm I, I just can't drink alcohol. So I end up in Miami and realize that that Miami is is Vegas on steroids without the corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Like, that, what the fuck am I yeah, doing here? And, like, <laughs> what am I doing here? People that run Miami are the promoters and mm-hmm. the bottle servers, and everyone has a scam, and the casinos yeah. are just casinos. They, they're they corporate, but, like, casino nightlife doesn't doesn't really work like going to live or going to 11 yeah. or going mm-hmm. to story. Like, right. you yeah. know, they're, they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, like, like... I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning, right? And I would get ready for work and I would drive to space to go check on my host <laughs> because that's what they would be. Like, yeah. And that's yeah. where you had to be to get the business. Right. You had to be at space at seven o'clock in the morning with the really good DJs and the really good customers who walked over from 11 uh, in order to get that business. And, you know, they were doing the right thing. It was just like, damn. Uh, so. Do I regret not going to Vegas 150%? Um, was it a bad decision? I don't think it was a bad decision. I just think it was the way that things worked out. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. Like, every time I try and leave Atlantic City for something that I find um, or I think might be better, for some reason I get pulled back in. Brings it right and, back. Yeah. yeah. And I <laughs> don't know why. Um, it's just a market that I, I, I'm comfortable with. And the, the consumers... I guess like the East Coast vibe that I like, like, like pull off and like mm-hmm. you know yeah. the way I act and 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 treat people and stuff like that is it works in Atlantic City. Um, not to say that it wouldn't work anywhere else, but yeah, I, I definitely I don't think it was the wrong decision though because mm-hmm. I was still drinking and I and I was still partying and I right. and I definitely still would have over gone overboard in Vegas. Yeah, you know. You but, just kind of yeah, have to. Yeah, out there. It's it definitely a, a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Uh, I know, like we mentioned before, we started this that you know, you're a father. Ed, do you think when you became a father, your mindset like completely changed on like the you know the partying aspect of everything and all that? So, being a father has been one of the best um, things that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Uh, I don't think that it changed my mindset on the partying. Um, my wife had a really big. Uh, um, she was the reason for it and and it's probably the best other thing that happened to me in my yeah, life was yeah. was pushing me to to be healthier and to be safe and 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 not drink right um and that's what pushed me not to party now my son and being a father pushed me to to want more and to to be able to provide more for him and it didn't really have anything to do with partying, but it has to do with growth and like yeah, wanting yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And like, listen, man, I, I at HQ two, I could have just chilled and just you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. just you know, been that dude that 
stays in an Atlantic City casino until he's 70 and then just like, (laughs) you know, be like, cool, I retire, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it it, it was easy for me because it was my second go. But, um, you know, I wanted more. And I think that having a son or a child will do that to anybody, you know? Yeah, Yeah. uh, definitely. Yeah. 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 And it definitely seems like you're just you're not a complacent person. Like, you don't. Yeah. No, and I've never been complacent, like whether I whether it was for my son or not. Yeah, I, yeah. I've you just want to keep wanted. doing bigger and more things. Yeah, yeah. different, I, changing it you up. You know, having fun um, and and creating and doing stuff that I love is and and growing from it and and being able to you know you know blossom mm-hmm. into what I've always wanted to be is 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 something that is I what I've always wanted. When yeah, I get complacent, I get stuck. And I mm-hmm. and that's when I get depressed, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. I I know you mentioned how you recently started working with Fame and Frank, and with uh, PDC. You yeah. Wanna- you want to announce that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, it's funny. Uh, so first off, PDC stands for Pool Day Club, um, and it is a concept uh, that will be the first ever uh, all seasons pool party in Atlantic City. We have the availability to do that at the pool because it is inside. Uh, mm-hmm. It is 85 degrees at all times. And I don't know if any of you have seen it during the day because <laughs> I hadn't until I started talking to Frank. Uh, it's gorgeous. Um, I think that that venue was actually built for daytime. Oh, yeah. And whoever yeah. 20 years ago decided to do uh, oh everything at night, I'd love to talk to him. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but, you know, PDC is something that Frank had talked to myself and uh, Jason Weiss and some other people about two years ago. He was trying to present it to the pool and and trying to get me on on board. And it's actually the same time that I was, you know, negotiating with Manny and, and all the casinos to get out of the pandemic. And, yeah. Um, the reason that I didn't jump on board right away then was solely based off of um, – comfortability and uh like i felt comfortable at hq and um and health insurance and that shit is expensive yeah yeah Yeah. um uh so and frank understood um and i don't think the timing was right yet for me um and pdc uh and now is you know if you look at the trends of not only atlantic city but across the board the whole entire world um everyone's worried a lot more about their health everyone is um you know people want to go out during the day and get fucked up yeah and then be able to go to bed and pass out by eight o'clock at night yeah and then wake up and be a regular human and still be productive and still be productive right hangover is over exactly yeah so if you see that trend and then you see what happens in vegas and you um with their pool parties and you see how successful hq has been with their pool parties during the summer why the hell can't we do this year round Mm -hmm. so like when i started as a promoter in uh atlantic city it was strictly nighttime but there were seven nights right so like you go out on monday you go to murmur tuesday dusk wednesday the pool thursday providence everyone gets friday and saturday Mm -hmm. sunday is mixed so you could go out seven nights and you could do something Mm -hmm. the way the world is now after the pandemic is it's a you get the weekend, right? That's and Friday's not even a fucking night anymore. Fridays are hit or miss everywhere, yeah. right? So Friday's a travel day and 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 we're a um, destination town, right? So who knows what's going to happen on Friday? So our mindset was, 
okay, if you don't gamble, right, and you don't watch college football, Atlantic City doesn't have any dope brunch parties like New York or Miami or Vegas. All, all we have is is gambling, sports books, and now we got a water park that none of us are going to the party <laughs> to at, right? Like, God bless you, Bart. The place is awesome. Like, but we're not going to party there, no, right? <laughs> During the day, right. right? So we were like, why can't we just do exactly what everybody else does every Saturday um, for nine months long? Right. And, um, you know, some people can say that it's not going to work and this and that, but we're going to try it and see if it does. And, you know, the connections that Frank has and the people and relationships that I've been working with for the past 20 plus years, we have the ability to, you know, book some really, really good artists. Uh, yep. Some of them we've been able to announce, uh, you know, we're kicking off PDC with Dom Dalla, who huge. is so huge, awesome. one of the biggest artists in uh, the world right now. Yeah, I think yeah. His, definitely. His, uh, Rhyme Dust, his song, his single Rhyme Dust, mm -hmm. is the number one played song by DJs in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm right sure. Now. And I, you know, I think all the stars have aligned for the first one. Uh, we announced uh, Don Diablo, who's one of my favorite um, DJs. Uh, for Halloween weekend, Disco Lines on uh, November 4th, who's a huge up-and-coming uh, younger DJ for the college kids. Yeah, yeah, he's big. Uh, yeah, very well known. Crank yeah. That, who is a bass guy. We have hopes that, you know, this is this is a concept that, that takes off. And, yeah. And I people mean, love it. Just something different. It gives you something to do during the day. Yeah, definitely. Because you think at the end of the summer, like, fuck. What am I going to do for the rest of like the year until it's warm again? And they give that option and, to go do that. And see, yeah. that's another thing that I think people in Atlantic City want. They want something different. And I think that's one of the cool things about the Royce, which is another concept that Fame uh, markets and operates, is that you walk into a venue and it's something different, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you can just sit at the bar and drink if you want, or you can go dance and listen to a band, or you can bowl mm -hmm. and play, play pong. Yeah. And mm -hmm. everyone that walks in says, oh, this is different. So, you know, it's definitely going to take a little bit of time to catch on and and for people to understand that, like, oh, wow, it's snowing out, but we're swimming in a pool. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it's something that the city needs and wants, and I think it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it'll be too. Yeah. Sounds very cool. Yeah. I'm excited to come. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. It's different. Like, Yeah, and and with Frank and the way that we work with Caesars, we have the ability to do some things that other casinos don't, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, when you work for a casino, you have to follow the policies mm -hmm. and procedures of a casino, mm -hmm. and everyone knows how that goes when you're operating at the pool yeah, or if you're yeah. operating at HQ or if you're just a drunk asshole in a casino. Mm -hmm. They have rules. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's some cool shit that you can't do because of those rules. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I know uh, besides the day club, I know Fame's also hopping in on the, the sushi business, right? A little bit. <laughs> so Fame fame is going to uh, – um, uh, Fame has partner in yet. So we are going to hop in the sushi business. Yeah, it's a, yeah I'm going to sell some fish. No. Um, we partnered with a, a company out of uh, New York City called Sushi by Boo that's bringing three concepts to the Philadelphia market in the fall. 
Um, what it is is it's an omakase experience um, uh, with Speakeasy. Uh, so they have a couple different concepts. Uh, the first one is Sushi by Boo, which is 8 to 12 seats, omakase. Um, uh, so you have the option of doing 12-piece sushi with a uh, dedicated chef for $60 or 18-piece oh. sushi for $100. It's kind of like um, hibachi with sushi. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's their, their, their first concept. Second concept is Sushi Sweet. Um, which is a smaller, more intimate uh, experience for four to six people, um, you know, small groups. Uh, they have a concept called Omakaseed, which is their plant-based um, uh, concept. And then they have that's cool. yeah, Trust that's awesome. Bay, uh, which is their, uh, it's an Omakase experience with a female chef, which is based off of the female's and um, their experience in that omakase uh, realm. So there's three opening up in Philadelphia, one in Fishtown, one in um, Midtown, and then one in Old City. Uh, and Frank and I are hoping to bring a couple to Atlantic City, and uh, we're ex really excited for that concept and project as well. So the first one slated for the end of September, and then the other two, hopefully before Thanksgiving. Cool. Yeah. That's different. So you're going to have to sell some sushi. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I haven't even heard of omakase or that experience until like very recently. So I feel like that's like a new trend. It's a great time to start opening up some more places like Listen, that. Listen, so the concept is kind of cool. They take underutilized spaces within um, real estate and, and, and places that are already open. So when I went to go visit the first one that I did, it was in the W uh, Hoboken. Um, and we walked in, and I and I, we looked for, it and it was like, oh, <laughs> like oh, it's this closet right here. And I was like, what the hell was here before? And they said it was a retail space, but it, it's it's small, it's intimate, and it's cool, right? So it's anywhere from 500 to 2,000 square feet. Um, it's 50 minutes long, so if you want to go on a date and actually have an experience and not take three hours to have mm -hmm. a steak dinner, um, you're in and out. I couldn't yeah. believe that I was full. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that I actually had an experience with the chef mm -hmm. and they were talking to me. Uh, uh, I'm not a drinker, but uh, the drinks look awesome. Uh, and it's just, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. You know, there's 22 of them now and uh, they're all based out of Chicago, New York, and Florida and Philly's next. It's awesome. cool that they do like the plant-based thing. I feel like that's the new thing. Like I know so yeah. many people who are going like vegan and mm -hmm. actually like trying to read the things that are in their food. So yeah. that's cool that they're doing that. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely different. Yeah, they're smart guys. It's a concept that was uh, born during the pandemic. Yeah. So. I'm allergic to fish, but I, lo I love that experience. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Like I'll go for the veggie experience. Like thighs and the experience. No, sounds great to me. Let's backtrack a little bit. I did want to ask you how you got involved with like Double Down and how you met Weiss. And uh, so when I opened up Nodo in 2016, I was, you know, Ryan Dorsey was part of the project uh, along with a couple other guys, Steve Sauls and Jeff Ball that came up with me from Atlantic City. And Dorsey was extremely close with um, uh, Nick Montone, who was best friends with Jason Weiss. Mm -hmm. And Nick's a great DJ. And um, uh, we had 
anytime you open up a new venue, you're always going to need local talent, right? Yeah. You know, that, that local talent helps you bring people. Mm-hmm. Um, they know the, they know the market better than the people that you fly in. So, you know, we went to Nick for, uh, and Jason for a lot of our, um, local talent, um, because I had been in Atlantic city for so long and Ryan still had recess. So Ryan didn't want to take money away from his new money, you know, so Nick helped us, Nick and Jason helped us out a lot with that stuff. And Jason and I ended up getting pretty close through our relationship in the venue. Um, and, uh, you know, we just liked each other. And, um, I think I had explained earlier, mom and pop shop. Um, I'm a huge pain in the ass and, uh, I, uh, no, for real? I am. I am. KP learned that in one day, <laughs> one night. Uh, yeah. so I'm a huge pain in the ass and, um, we don't have a filter and I, I say what's on my mind and sometimes I go like that and sometimes I don't, mm-hmm. um, most of the time I don't. And, uh, it, it didn't go well with me and the owners there. Um, yeah. unfortunately, uh, you know, we've made amends. Uh, what's up James? <laughs> uh, um, and, um, uh, when I got back from the Super Bowl of 2017 in Minnesota, uh, I didn't have a job anymore. Uh, I, I literally quit via email when I was in Minnesota. <laughs> I think I was suspended at that point. I had sent an email to the whole entire company. <laughs> blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It, was, it was bad, right? <laughs> um, it was epic, but it was bad. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awesome if you were an employee, but <laughs> yeah. for me, yeah. the aftermath of it was not, not good. good. Right. So I got back from the Super Bowl in 2017, and I was waiting for Hard Rock to open up in Atlantic City. Um, you know, Super Bowl and happens in February. Uh, shit, Hard Rock didn't open. Hard Rock opened the same time that. Uh, um, HQ did and Ocean did in 2018. So what the hell was I going to do? Um, and in my mind, it was like, cool, I've been doing this long enough. I have enough relationships. I have enough connections. I'm just going to start my own company, right? I'm going to start my own DJ agency within the Philadelphia Atlantic City market because, you know, Philadelphia had some agencies, but from what I had learned from Hakkasan and all the agents and everyone that I was dealing with, I was like, I think I could do this a little bit better than, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going on in Philadelphia Uh, and Atlantic city. I'm going to take a shot at this and the business aspect of it. I really didn't have any clue about, you know, opening up an LLC, um, you know, insurance, all that bullshit. And I was explaining this to Weiss and Weiss was like, I had crazy idea. And I was like, what's up? He's like, fuck all that shit. I was like, what do you mean? I, I don't have a job. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 listen. He's like, that shit takes forever. He was like, I'm good at that stuff. I've already done it. Yeah. He's like, I need help with the other stuff. So why don't you just jump on board with me as a partner? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm dead serious. And didn't think he was serious at all. Uh, and he brought paperwork to me, uh, presented it to me. The percentages worked out uh, in you know, in my head, um, I think he's taking a little advantage of me right now, <laughs> but, uh, I'm just joking, bud. Um, uh, and you know, we signed the papers and 
the first thing I did was change his logo because I fucking hated it. <laughs> uh, and I knew that he didn't want to be a wedding DJ, and it just it just worked. Um, and he's now one of my closest friends and family. Um, you know, he's the first person to call me and ask about my son. Uh, That's and, awesome. Yeah. yeah, and we 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 talk about his daughters and his wife, mm-hmm. and, and you know, family first. And listen, Jason is. Jason's probably the most misunderstood uh, DJ in Philadelphia. Um, he has a filter problem as well. <laughs> yeah, he said yep. that. <laughs> a very bad filter problem. I've tried to train him on social media. He doesn't listen. <laughs> um, but he has the biggest heart in the game. And in my personal opinion, uh, he is one of the most haunted open format DJs out there. And a lot of people don't understand that playing support for a headlining DJ is one of the hardest things to do. Um, technically, it's more important in my, from an operational standpoint and creating a vibe in a venue yeah. mm-hmm. than an actual artist going on. Listen, if you watch Alesso or Tiesto or any of these dudes that have their clock, they look at the clock, they start the clock, at 90 minutes they walk off, all they really have to do is play a bunch of hits. Yeah, right. That's right. all they, they yeah. Alessio, go up there, play your 30 fucking hits, take your money and go the fuck home. You brought us all the people. But for someone like Jason that, or you know anybody that mm-hmm. has to go into a venue and play. Also, if you look at the time slots, right? HQ opens at 10 o'clock. Oh gosh, the headlining yeah. DJ yeah. doesn't go on until 1 o'clock. Jason's yep. playing for three hours. Then the headliner goes on for 90 minutes. That's 2.30. Then Jason's got to go on for another yep. hour and a yep. half, right? Yeah. Catch me so, at the pool Friday, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, on for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's four and a half hours of keeping people entertained, right? Yeah. And you're not allowed to play hits. No. So, in my personal opinion, I think Jason is one of the best um, open format DJs in the game. He introduced me to... A lot of really good DJs out of New York and a lot of really good people from L.A. in the DJ industry. And I know a lot of people dislike him, but he's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Yeah. So Double Down has been a, a blessing. It's always been a side hustle, but um, it's more fun than uh, work. Yeah. So um, I'm happy to to call him a partner and a friend and family. And um, I'm happy he made that phone call back in 2017. So I know you worked with like, obviously a lot of companies, a lot of different venues and a lot of people. Um, what would you say is probably something that you like look back on? And you're like, wow, like I created that. And that's like, like something that was like a, like really like big success and that you were just happy that you were involved in the creation of it. So there's a lot of projects. Um, that I'm happy that I was involved in a lot of things that um that I could say was like my creation or something like that um but in 2018 when I decided not to go back to HQ uh and and we created Dare mm-hmm. um it was it was the first time so like HQ wasn't mine HQ2 wasn't mine uh it wasn't manny's it was hakasan yeah um listen i learned a lot um that's where most of my experience came from but it wasn't mine it wasn't my idea you know um and dare was so like i don't know if if any of you guys know this but dare was supposed to be an 11 like 11 miami Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like 
my old boss from Hakkasan introduced me to the 11 guys. I actually cold called them. And then I showed up to their table at the Super Bowl because I knew that they were going to Atlantic City. Yeah. I literally had – so, like, I cold called Danny Solomon, who's a partner at um, uh, 11, and it was on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. He responded, and we started talking. And I was like, cool. Um, and they had they knew that I knew that it was going to be 11. And my old boss, Matt Minichino, was helping me with them. I went out to – uh, Super Bowl in 2017. Um, Tao had a huge party after the Eagles won. Uh, and, you know, I was good friends with Joe Friedman from Atlantic City who ended up being with Tao. And the 11 guys walked in. And I was like, Joe, you got to intro me to Danny and Gino. You know, like one of those annoying ass promoters that was like, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. getting to them. Or, you know, like, or one of those annoying ass dudes who's DMing a girl 50 minutes. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> she's going to cave. Gonna go one on more date, DM. Right? One more. She's going to go on a date. Stay consistent. Like, yeah. I'm the yeah, guy. Right? <laughs> so, um, Joe introduced me to Gino and Danny. We ended up talking, and I, I think they ended up liking me because we, we had a good relationship when I ended up back in Florida. But, it was looking great for me at that point. It was like, cool, I just have to be patient and wait. Mm-hmm. Eleven's going to open up in Atlantic City. Eleven en- ended up pulling out three months before oh, damn. Hard Rock was supposed to open. So, so like, my old boss called me and was like, yo, I got good news and bad news. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, um, Eleven's out. I was like, well, fuck my life. You're like, I uh, just went through all Jesus this. <laughs> no, um, I was like, so what's the good news? And he was like, Hard Rock called me. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so what does that mean? He goes, that means you're picking me up at the airport tomorrow morning at 730. Okay, cool. Picked him up at the airport. Um, drove him down to Hard Rock while it was being built. Sat there. Uh, you know, waited for the meeting to be over. Came out. I was like, yo, how'd it go? He's like, drive me back to the airport. Drove me back to the airport. He flew down to Florida um, to the corporate offices, and uh, he met with all the big wigs uh, in Hard Rock for that whole entire day. And he was like, we have to, we have to create something. We have, we have three months, you know. And everyone in Atlantic City is like, you can't miss Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend's the weekend, mm-hmm. right? So you know, we were in a time crunch, and. Um, he called and was like, yo, man, I don't think it's going to work out. And again, my heart dropped. And he's like, ah, just fucking with you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got you off. You're like... I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I was like, I'm set now. Now it's time to, like, create. Um, and uh, we started from scratch. I was the first one hired. Um, this is happening in Miami. And this is happening here. No, you have to follow this. Mm-hmm. So it was like a real, like, punch in the face. But had to learn and go with the flow. So we were able to hire everybody, create the brand, create um, uh, the uh, marketing plan, create the bookings. The only thing we weren't able to do was was um, help with the design, which was a huge I, part. <laughs> huge part. <laughs> How's that for you? <laughs> Yeah, I so been the, like... the 11 design was way cooler than what Hard Rock came up with. Um, we walked into the room one day, and it was like, yo, that DJ booth takes up the whole entire fucking room. What the fuck are we going to do? So that was kind of the only thing that was 
was a Debbie Downer to the whole entire project in the beginning, but mm -hmm. it was hire all of our friends and all of the people in the city that were that were valuable. And mm -hmm. you know, that was the first time in my career that I had created something from jump to see it open on uh, Memorial Day weekend. And then we we're competing with uh, was it? Yeah, we were competing with HQ. We were competing with the pool. We were competing with was Haven still open then? I'm not sure. I don't even know. Um, but it, it was all a huge competition. It was watching something that you helped create. Yeah. And 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 doing the book. It, it was just really really fun. And then to see it, to see it grow to another um, property. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. To, yeah. Like, and then mm -hmm. go down and do that. I mean, listen. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't. It wasn't all great. Like there there was a lot of bullshit. That I'm went sure. Along yeah. with it And and a lot of stress, but. It was one of the best experiences that I've had creating something from scratch. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. On a, on a talent level, what would you say is like your best experience you've had with a celebrity or talent that you had somewhere? Who's the coolest person you've ever met? That's a better one. Yeah. Yes. Because so most of these dudes suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, just get most their paychecks of the and leave. really, really expensive six-figure guys suck. Suck. All right. So yeah. the best experience that I've ever had with a celebrity or artist is going to have to be at the grand opening of the Guitar Hotel in Florida with Johnny Depp. He did not poop on my pillow. <laughs> he did not beat up any girls. No. So anyway, somehow. Um, Love uh, him. Yeah. So Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Disney awesome. Johnny Depp. Cool. Um, so somehow the nightlife team in Florida got pulled into, uh, it was actually Nick Sip. What's up, Nick? He used to be um, on Frank's team. Oh. Uh, and I think he's now like the director of marketing at, he's still at the Guitar Hotel. He's mm -hmm. the man. Uh, anyway, um, we had to bring in about 50 artists, uh, celebrities. Uh, everyone from Miguel to Morgan Freeman to Johnny Depp mm -hmm. to the Chainsmokers, right? And they were all there for the grand opening of the Guitar Hotel. Dare wasn't ready. It wasn't open. It wasn't gonna open. It was in shambles. Mm -hmm. Jason mm -hmm. Weiss was there. My boy Steve Salz was there. You can ask him. The club was in shambles. Oh my gosh. So um, our boss offered our services to handle all of the artists. Um, and somehow, some way, like I was one of the escorts for the uh, celebrities. And there was there's a there was a room with a waterfall, and they had to walk around the waterfall, go on stage, and then go to the lobby, and then get into a in front of a step repeat, step and repeat, and to the press. Right, they mm -hmm. had to ask her answer um, as many questions as they signed up for, and this and that, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So I was an escort. Somehow, I guess Hard Rock didn't um, have enough security guards set up. Right, so. Mm -hmm. Morgan Freeman walks in. God. God. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. literally. literally God. God. <laughs> From Evan Almighty walks right down the red carpet and all the security run to him. Mm. And all the escorts run to him. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, cool, there's God. Um, <laughs> and next one up was Johnny Depp. No security, no escorts. So they're like, Zach, you, can you please escort Johnny Depp? I was like, cool. And then... Right behind Johnny was uh, Sofia Vergara's ex-husband, or whatever they are. Like, the real good-looking dude, yeah, Joe, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the girls are with him, and uh -huh. I'm just stuck there with Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> I would not yeah, right? like stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he does the whole red carpet thing, 
and I'm just standing next to him. And uh, when the red carpet thing was over, he came up, he introduced himself to me. You know, we talked for about five minutes. And then they were like, are you ready to bring him to his next section? And his next section was through the hotel lobby out to the pool. And I'm like, me? Am I ready? Like, <laughs> where's the security? He's like famous, yeah. famous. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like a celebrity. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And they're like, it's just you, homie. And I was like, no. Nah, <laughs> <I'm not." laughs> so <laughs> I, got, I got one security guard to go with me. And we're walking in front of him. Like, I'm walking a DJ to the stage or something like that. And it was busy, busy. There were thousands of people there. And people realized that there's two goofy little white guys <laughs> oh. walking with oh. Johnny Depp. So people start, like, rushing him. Oh. Right? And they, 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 they start bum rushing. And I'm, I'm talking, like, 100 people. So, like, yeah. I'm claustrophobic, and I'm starting to bug out a little bit because the security guard they sent me was not a security guard. And he, what am I about to do yeah. right now? And I was like, I'm about to get trampled by people <laughs> with with pictures of Johnny Depp, mm -hmm. you know, looking for sick, yeah. like there were uh -huh. real fans there. So I'm like, yo, homie, pick it up. And yeah, the like, dude was drunk go. as hell. Like, uh, he was <laughs> partying. That's funny, yeah. So like, as, as people got closer and closer and closer, I started bugging out more and more. He's like laughing and like uh. making jokes with his accent from yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And we finally get to the door and, um, there are stanchions, but people are pushing through the stanchion. There's one woman at the door, and she's in a wheelchair. And I get the door open, and he stops. And I'm like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Like, we're about to get trampled. And he's like, give me a fucking second. And he's like, I'll do whatever I want. I was like, okay. I'm Johnny Depp. What do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, what's this dude about to do? There's thousands of people screaming his name. He gets down on one knee. He introduces himself to the woman in the wheelchair. Um, says a couple, I don't know what he said to her. He signed her, her picture and, uh, and then took pictures with her, kissed her on the cheek and was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I was mm. like, that's one of the coolest things. I've yeah, ever that's seen awesome. That's really cool. Life. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. and he was awesome to, um, our staff that, uh, waited for him to, I mean, he showed up at four o'clock in the morning on a jet all fucked up. Um, <laughs> Our, our staff walked into the room. He invited people in and, and had wine with them and stuff like that. So, like, from a celebrity standpoint, someone who's, like, really famous, that dude's awesome. Yeah. That's no, so that, cool. That's really, what a great yeah. story. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, a lot of celebrities, I feel like they, they're not how they seem, you know, on camera, off camera. They're like, yeah. you know. Yeah, don't believe but. anything <laughs> until you actually meet them, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't really know. Yeah, you have yeah. no idea. Yeah. I mean, this guy was Little Dicky's uh, camp counselor. So, <laughs> me and Sam like mentioned Little Dicky, uh, like when Zach was first in here, and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, I was just like his camp counselor. I, I know, I know Dave." And I'm like, uh, "Oh, cool. first name, <laughs> great <laughs> government name." Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> David. David, David, wow, yeah, David Bird, Cheltenham, Pennsylvania, amazing, <laughs> hometown so, hero. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach. So, what was your favorite Philly or AC show? That uh, so, I am biased here because I do have a personal relationship um, with him. But I, it was actually David Bird 
Little Dicky, <laughs> hometown here of Cheltenham, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, and Camp Quebec. Uh, Camp Quebec. <laughs> Camp Quebec. <laughs> Schwanksville, Pennsylvania, the best place on earth. Actually, I had my bachelor party there. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. For me, it was awesome to be able to see someone that came from my hometown, um, and I was like camp counselor watch him grow and, and everything that he wanted in life where like a lot of people thought he was weird but he was just like way more intelligent than the rest creative of us. yeah creative mm-hmm. um it was fun to see someone like that be so successful like he's like a celebrity star. oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like he's like mm-hmm. like like Kevin Hart's his homie. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Right? Household name. Like, you know? Brad Pitt was on his show. Mm, so yeah. like to be able to call up his agent, um, who actually uh, is friends with a bunch of people that I grew up with, um, and you know, put an offer in for him and then have him tell me that, you know, Dave rarely does shows in Philadelphia because it's so hard for him because he is David. Um, for him to do a show in Philadelphia was was special for me to 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 get it booked, to see him come into the venue, like he was fucking hilarious in the venue, right? <laughs> bet, so like yeah. the venue sold out, and this was before Freaky Friday. This was just yeah. save that money. This okay. Was like, mm-hmm. all right, this was like save that money. It was it was definitely 2017 at this point, um, and the entire venue was sold out. And um, uh, I remember introducing him to JoJo, uh, Joel Embiid. And all the Sixers were there. And I remember he, he walked up to the table and I introduced him to Ben Simmons. Uh, by the way, Ben, fuck you. <laughs> um, I'm still mad about that Jimmy Butler thing if you're listening, which you're not. Um, we don't want you back. Yeah. Uh, but no. I introduced him to Ben, um, who actually is a cool guy. So I'll... I'll... <laughs> Rescind. No, I don't, I, don't res- I don't rescind the fuck you. Yeah, no, you should. He's nice to me. Um, but I introduced him to Ben. And David was like this, kind of like that picture of me and Shaq the other night. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it was like Dave. And so David ended up sitting with the, the Sixers for 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Everyone in the entire venue is like looking for him. Right. And I go up to Dave and the Sixers and it's like 115. And Philly, you close at two. Mm-hmm. Most places, yeah, hard. That's a hard forty-five. Yeah. Everybody's out. And I'm like, yo, homie, you gotta, you gotta go on stage. Like, yeah. At the end of the time. day, like the camp counselor went out of me, and mm-hmm. business, like, I was like, we, we spent a lot of money. You gotta yeah. go on stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to perform, uh-huh. and you have to perform three songs. Uh, and he's like, dude, I, I just want to hang out with the Sixers, and I was like, you gotta get on stage, dude. <laughs> like, and he just wanted to chill. Um, but then to see him get on stage and perform. And they see the whole entire city go to that venue and 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 have a personal relationship with them with something super cool. And then we were able to do it again in 2018 uh, at Dare um, after Freaky Friday came out, uh, which and, was fucking so big. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was huge. Yeah. Still one of so, my favorite songs. Like, and, and <laughs> to see the difference between his fame in in two years or yeah, one year right. was like insane. Like in Philly, I think his parents dropped him off at Nodo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just because that's like the that's kind great. of guy he is. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. And like I love in that. Atlantic City he drove up in a sprinter with twenty friends and private security and I was like, who's this dude? You know? Yeah. You know, like yeah. yeah. Completely world. different. Right. Yeah. So that from a that was definitely one of 
of my favorite shows. I, I, I do have to say, and if I didn't admit this, I, I my resume, like, we booked Drake in Atlantic City, man. Like, yeah, so right. So, yeah. I'll always, like, yeah, we booked Drake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Drake played awesome. a dare. Um, dare, I don't care what anybody says, was a 350, 400 person venue. No way you fit 800 people in there, whether you have the deck or not. Um, and I don't think Drake will ever play to that small of a crowd ever again. Nah, probably not. No, probably nah. not. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, That's crazy. Yeah. That's so he, awesome. He did show up at three o'clock in the morning. Also, Ben Simmons' fault. Um, <laughs> because they were dating, uh, he was dating Kylie yeah. and after his show uh, or something like yeah, that. Right. So fuck you again, Ben. Um, <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. But yeah, he did perform to a very large crowd in a very small room, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that so is fun. really cool. Speaking of AC, too, I was too young to ever experience it, but I know there was there's HQ2 now, and yeah. there was the original HQ. Uh, what are kind of like the differences there, and like yeah, what are your experiences from both of them? Yeah. You never knew that? I, I always knew it was I, th- I don't think a lot of people too, know that. I never right. Like, By the way, I guess this is one the, and two. <laughs> Duh. So there's one is. and two, and then uh, this is how young this dude is, right? <laughs> I, I met him at the pool uh, with, with Vice. Uh, with Vice, two and, years ago. Maybe? Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah. We started talking, and I I brought Hermer, and he was like, "What's that?" And I yeah. was like, oh, "I'm going home." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, HQ one and HQ two, um, two very different um, experiences for me. Um, both amazing places. Uh, HQ1 was owned and operated by Hakkasan Group out of Vegas. Um, I'll probably drop some names that you guys might not know, but they're pretty big in the industry. Um, and they're people that I learned from and, and, and I blame most of this on, um, which is a good thing. Uh, I interviewed with them uh, in 2013, and I actually turned the job down. Uh, it was in the trailers uh, because Rebel wasn't built yet. I remember walking into a trailer. It was like Manny Romano, Adrian Hardy, and Christos Papagrico. Like they went before me, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like all these dudes have the same book as me. Da da da. So I sat in a room with um, Alex Cordova and John Opus. Uh, Cordova and Opus interviewed me. Um, there was a vibe. Uh, I think they liked me. Um, uh Alex looked at me and was like, listen, you know, um, we're going to have you go out with Opus in New York City and show you exactly what we do. Because at that point in my career in Atlantic City, nobody knew what a VIP host was. You know, there, there, was, there was your door person and, mm-hmm. and your table runners at, at um, Murmur mm-hmm. and Mix and the pool. There, there wasn't a VIP host. Nobody knew uh, what a table minimum was. Right? No one knew what a monetary table minimum was. They knew, hey, it's one bottle for every four people. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Hakkasan Group did was kind of like uh, the Dark Knight shit, right? You know the the, the scene where um, the Joker walks into the, the gang and he's like, yo, I can only keep one of you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here's the broom. Go. Okay. So Hakkasan hired a whole entire sales and marketing team and paid them all the same rate for the first six months that they were employed. And then what they were gonna do was they were going to break them down into different positions. There are five different positions of hosts. There's a junior host, uh, a regular host, a senior host, an executive host, and a lead host, Mm -hmm. right? And at that point, I was 33 years old or 32 or something like that, and I was a GM of a bar in Philly, and I was like, I ain't doing that fucking shit. I was like, 
Listen, these dudes were, we, they were on in suits on the beach flyering. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh these, these dudes were work and, and female. They were working. Like, they were hustling. Um, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, so I negotiated a deal to be a third-party partner with them. And I worked on Friday nights and Sunday nights. And when the venue opened, I was like, fuck. <laughs> kind of like the Vegas thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Like, yeah. missed opportunities. Yeah, right. 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 You're a dumbass. Um, but what I did was, you know, I took my, my flat rate and my commissions off of uh, the tables that I sold. And I had a good time. And Alex ended up calling me back in December when they broke up those positions. They couldn't find a lead, a lead host. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, I don't care about the title. I was like, they're offering me the money I want. The commissions are ridiculous because I can already see it. And they're going to open up a beach club, right? Another thing that people didn't know is that, like, when the beach club opened up, HQ Beach Club at HQ One was open five days a week. It was open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh wow! Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, these dudes would ship out guys from Vegas, teach us how to work. I remember my first day. There's this dude Omar that was training us on sales. He openly told us that the people that paid us picked favorites. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like. They're like they were open and transparent with it. Uh-huh. They're like, you don't think that like if we don't like you, we're not gonna pay you as much as we like this person. And right. I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna make sure these dudes like. Me. <laughs> so right. like yeah. all the dudes that came in from Vegas, you know, I made sure that I had a relationship with. But they were also extremely, you know, experienced in hosting, in getting customers to spend money, but not only spend money, like gain a relationship with them and work with them, right? The work ethic and what was instilled in us was a Vegas model. It wasn't an Atlantic City model. Problem was the casino was a fucking shit show. When I tell you that the host team ran amok of that casino, like we ran amok of that casino. There were 26 of us that I was managing, right? Jeez, yeah. The sales and marketing team, 26 hosts. I could get a room whenever I want. I stayed in the rooms from Friday to Monday. Wow. You can't go in a room. You mm-hmm. can't even knock on a door as an employee. Yeah. Like, right? We would get, eat for free. We were making wow. more money than the casino at Hakkasan One. And also, five, like, uh, Atlantic City is always five years behind the trends, right? So mm-hmm. that was right when the EDM bubble hit. Before Murmur and Mix and all those venues would book people, they would book artists, they would book the Steve Aoki's. But there was no EDM bubble and there was no day club. So it was like a perfect storm of all of that hitting at once. And then it all ended. Like Rebel just shut down. Our our boss had a pre-up one day and he told us there was a 99.1% chance that the venue, that the casino would not close. The next day they told us we were closing. Right? So, like I was devastated. Um, And... When you have a sales and a marketing team that and, a, and, and it's run like Vegas people, there's competition and there's animosity and, you know, choose those people that they like more and pay more. It's sometimes it's not that much fun to work. Okay. It's like a sales competition, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. very cutthroat. It's, yeah. it, and they made you work. I remember like a host sat a, a table at the wrong table my first weekend and it was like a, a, an executive host and and Cordova sent him home two weeks without pay. Like, Jeez. fuck you, you sat at a $5,000 table at the wrong table. Go the fuck home. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. It was different times. Um, and then HQ2, 
listen, HQ2, Manny is just a special person. Mm-hmm. Um, Manny is is probably the, the, the best boss that I've ever had from a personal level. And, and the... Another thing before I go on about Manny is that it wasn't all peaches and cream from 2018 to 2020 HQ2, right? HQ2, for those two years, there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen. There were like 15 like, like uh, nightlife veterans that all thought they, we were in charge. Mm-hmm. And they had that crazy uh, owner in the casino. Mm-hmm. And Manny had a tough time. But once the pandemic ended and Manny could get that place back open, what Manny was, was able to create um was a culture and a family of good people from atlantic city that were really good at at their jobs that cared and i was lucky enough to be brought back and and i probably shouldn't have been allowed to be brought back you know that filter that i told you that i had (laughs) i had a i had a boss that that treated me the way that you know hq1 was and i kind of instilled that in the way i treated people and you know, HQ2 did something when Dare was, you know, competing with them, and I didn't like it. And I told Manny that I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, that guy gave me a second shot and and gave me the ability to, to be back on the team. And they had a playbook. They had all the information from HQ1. But what they didn't have at HQ1 was the culture that HQ2 had. So, like, I could never say that HQ1 was better than HQ2 or vice versa. They were different, but HQ2 is a place that if I could have stayed at forever and been able to provide for my family and grow is a place that I would have stayed at forever because of Manny and the people that were there. That doesn't happen in nightlife. Mm, so. yeah. yeah, we had Manny on for our third episode, I think, and the amount of love that his post got is insane. Yeah. Was, He's just yeah. a real dude, man. Yeah. He, he, like I said, he should have never given me a second shot because I was a smart ass. <laughs> but he and did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like nobody ever has anything bad to say about him. Yeah. No. And if they Only do, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they do, they're wrong. So. Good. Awesome. Well, Zach, thanks so much for coming on. Thank Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. PDC, September 23rd. PDC. Go check it out. Be there. Every Saturday. Yeah. Every Saturday. Call him. No, I'm yeah, call, call me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start selling him. some tables. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make some side cash. <laughs> Guys, we'll tune in next week. We'll announce the next guest. Next guest. Oh, I can't talk. Next guest. Yeah, there it is. We'll, we'll announce the next guest in the next few days. <laughs> so stay tuned. See you guys.